is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire What is up, doe? Welcome to another edition of the Pixel World Show, where we discuss a team looking for a new basketball coach, your Washington Wizards. Hello, everyone. This is Adam McGinnis. It is April 18th, 2016, and there is no reason to not bury the lead. Randy Whitman has been fired by the Washington Wizards. Uh, it happened shortly after their last game last Wednesday of the season, which was a victory of the Atlanta Hawks. There's no reason to really talk about that game, other than that the Wizards improved to 41-41 and in the season. It was a very bizarre experience. I was at the phone booth. There were some end-of-season in, uh, in interviews that they usually do the day after, but they decided to do it the day of. There was reports of Whitman being fired. He gave a post-game press conference said that he was going to come to work the next day and was fired 10 minutes after that meeting. I had left at halftime of the game, but I was able to catch uh, Bradley Beal and John Wall before the game. So that today's episode is going to be the quotes uh, that I was able to gather from both of those two uh, for their press conferences. Uh, so you can hear their audios. It's very interesting. You can't really hear all the questions uh, but you can kind of figure it out, and it's very interesting to hear um, just their kind of viewpoints of, of the season. But peculiar situation, very odd. Uh, it had to be done. Uh, you know, this team needed a change, they needed a new voice. Uh, what's ended up happening, though, in the, in the aftermath of this is kind of what I expected. Everyone wants Randy Women to be fired or wanted a new change, a uh, new direction. But then the realization that uh, Ernie Grunfeld is still in charge and is going to be in charge of the coaching change uh, sent everyone into a, a tizzy. Uh, I've been telling people for, for a while now that Ernie Grunfeld is not getting fired. The news that Jorge Castillo of the Washington Post broke last week of that Ernie Grunfeld had an extra year on his contract that people were unaware of. Even though we were aware of it, it just became public which was curious timing, but in hindsight, was not really that curious. But it, it was supposed to uh, <laughs> let people adjust to the reality that Ernie Grunfeld was coming back uh, for those wanting everyone to be fired in new direction of this team. That is not what's going to happen. Uh, fans are flabbergasted by this news. There's very negative reaction, uh, as expected. Uh, Ted Leonsens, the ownership, who I blame um, mostly for the current situation that the Wizards are in, uh, the six years of Monumentals uh, ownership, they are now on the scene for for six years, and the record is not that great. They had to rebuild, and now they're on a the decline, and and I just don't see these. They almost feels uh, rudderless. 
they feel like the highs weren't even that high uh, and that they were all building up for this culture change and and all these different things that just really haven't materialized while I see Money Mental you know, talking about virtual reality and arena ball and you know what they had going with the Cavs, which is fine. You know, I'm a Cavs fan. I'm excited. And wow, the the basketball team suffers. Very irks me. And then here, Mr. Transparent Ted Leonsis will will not tell the fan base or tell anyone publicly what is going on with the direction. Tell his customers. Tell these fans with the direction of this team, and ignores interviews. Uh, but he will go on a Fox local. Uh, Fox, no, I'm sorry, Fox Business. I uh, gave an interview in this meantime to talk about uh, millennials and arena ball and all these awesome new technologies he's doing as a sports owner. But yet, when just your average fan wants to know what the hell is going on with this basketball team and why they're so mediocre and what are you doing to fix it and what's going on, what's the vision, what's the plan. And it leaves people like me to fill in the blanks without answers from him. And you know, maybe he feels like he doesn't have to tell anyone, and that's his prerogative. But I also, I also don't. Have, I, I. It's almost like I'm standing in for Ted Leonsis when I say, "Hey, they have a three-year plan. This is what they plan to do: get all this cap space. They're almost to execute this three-year plan. You know, when an A's contract expired, Bradley Beal's." Uh, would be up for his extension. They're going to have this money to go after, obviously, Kevin Durant or another a free agent. They have flexibility. There's no big, long contracts on the on the, on the the roster. They got a lot of spots, a lot of things to work with. They're just going to fire everyone and go to a different direction, which just wasn't going to happen. But where is Ted Leonsis to tell all these people, everyone? Why, why am I telling people on Twitter? Why am I telling people on the street? Uh, I know this isn't about me, but I want to know, why can't he give a press conference? Instead... Uh, we just have these half measures. You have irate comments. You have his. Con- he gave an interview the other day, which was about oh, sports journalists about how all fans are, you know, irrational and emotional. And like, yeah, I get it. But you know what? They're kind of right on this one. This isn't them being overreacting. This is you messed the playoffs. Uh, this team was legitimately supposed to be to go against the Cavs. They cannot make it out of eight teams. They finished five hundred. Uh, you have you have hired an interim coach. You've kept on a GM way too long for most people's taste. They also have merit into that judgment. Uh, you don't really explain those. You stopped blogging. You stopped interacting. You stopped allowing uh, emails. And you know, I, and I, I I mostly agree with you too, Ted. And that's what that's what upsets me uh, in this situation. But cut that off. I'm probably already too much in trouble with with the team. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. The team is. I don't know. Does the team listen to this? Who knows if the team listens to this? I haven't had one employee ever mention that they listen to this. Uh, they got they got too much going on. But that's the truth. I'm glad you are all listening. Uh, we will go into more of the decision uh, to fire Randy Whitman, replacements, the team's direction, what what's going to go on this off season. You know, even though we don't have don't have a pick and there no no draft picks currently, unless we get in the top three here in a couple weeks of the draft lottery, which is a very low 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 percentage, so don't plan on that. There's pretty much nothing to really look forward to till the free agency or summer league with Mr. Kelly Oubre, but there's gonna be a lot to discuss. First up is John Wall. The questions that I asked John during the during this availability was his chances of making the Olympic team 
if he thought that they maybe possibly would increase now that Chris Paul has pulled out? Has he been in communications with anyone on Team USA? I also asked him specifically what players on the current roster with expiring deals that he would want back. So you you can't really hear my questions per se, but you will understand his answers. He does answer a lot more uh, of other people's questions, but uh, enjoy. This is John Wall. John, obviously, you know what it is. Oh, yeah, be the first one. Go ahead. So, in response to the report about the shouting match and those things, what is your view? I know you said this morning it wasn't true. Oh, yeah, no, it's just, you know I mean? You being practice, you know what I mean? You have back and forth, so we always going there, we just playing scrimmage, but it wasn't like no single cuss out of anybody. It was just a shout match going back and forth through us in practice, but. I never sat there and cussed Coach Wood. I never sat there and cussed my whole team out at one time. Is is this, do you think, partly, though, what comes when you don't have a good season? This nah, kind of stuff happens. No, nah, it's been like that even when we was winning games. You know what I mean, if a practice is going in a bad direction, we want it to be a better way of practice. You're, you haven't seen guys shot back and forth. Even y'all been watching us playing games, it's been shot matches on the bench sometimes throughout the players. It's just something you go through, but you can put all that aside and keep competing and playing and not holding no grudges and move past that while you're playing basketball on the court and putting everything aside to help your team win, it's not a big deal. Every team goes through it. John, this time last year, you guys were getting ready to go to Toronto. Where did it go wrong uh, from where we were this time last year to now? Uh, first off, it went wrong. Uh, just uh, we wasn't a good defensive team to start the season up here. And then uh, after that, we started having a lot of injuries. And we start going down here from there. But after all that, we still had the opportunity to win games and put ourselves in position and try to get in the playoffs. We just didn't do a great job of taking up, taking care of those games that uh, we should have took care of. Do you think you guys try to do too much in terms of managing uh, your system, having a lot of guys the last year? I think just how we played in the playoffs last year, and it, and it worked so so well for us to have Paul at the four and being in a smaller lineup, I think. That's where you wanted to go, and it's kind of where you really had to go, especially how the NBA is going. Of a lot of teams doing it, and it's not just probably like two or three teams that's still playing with two bigs, and uh, something that we didn't think we could be able to do. I think it was best for us in a situation of certain guys wanted had to limit a minute restriction that we needed to go to a small lineup. But I think it was tough having nine guys on one year deal, so many guys trying to play well and trying to get paid for the next year, and it kind of hurt us at times. Do you think going forward, Irish team is really? Well, I think it's the best situation. I mean, everybody's playing small ball now. It's the best way to go. It'll give you opportunity to spread the floor more. Just got to do a better job of just being able to play defense the same way. And I think with, with Adam Morris here, it kind of helped us in the opportunity to clean up the rebounds and we was having struggle with. I worried about teams switching against us or killing us in the post with, with bigger and stronger uh, four men. How was uh, your obviously sitting out these last few games because of your knee? How is your knee? And- what do you have to do with, with that uh, once the season's over? Um, it's been getting better. I had to get it drained like Thursday night before day before we left to go to uh, Detroit. It just swelled up out of nowhere one day and uh, I had to get it drained and it started to go down. And then I uh, just getting tested on it to make sure there's nothing else going on at the bottom of or underneath it. So I'm just sitting and waiting. Are you up, do you think there's, you may have to have some other clean out procedure or something like that? Just not sure. Uh, I'm praying I don't have to. You know what I mean? But. I don't know yet to to the doctor's finished meeting and uh, my agent come in to meet with them. John, you said before the season that you know it's a waste season. Do you feel like this is a wasted season? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a wasted season to me. I mean, I'm not in the playoffs like I said 
if I'm having a career year or not. It, it doesn't mean nothing. All started all that doesn't mean nothing. If I didn't reach the ultimate goal to get my team to the playoffs and trying to make the next step. So this season is a waste to me. You know, it's just motivation for me to try to work hard this summer and come back even better to help my team get over the hump. John, you're going into your seventh year. Do you feel like you're at a point now with so many guys that you're going to have to bring in next year that you're going to voice your opinions of who needs to come in, what style of player needs to come in, and if it is that they're moving on from where will you have any say on who comes in? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I, mean, I can give my opinion as much as possible throughout the exit meetings and talking to Ernie and Ted and those guys and Tommy. But at uh, any day, those guys are the ones that's going to make the decision. I just give out my pitch of what I think can help our team and what we need to moving forward. And um, just got to sit back and wait and see. I know it's a process that some we probably didn't want to talk about too early uh, right now, but we're in a situation where we're not making the playoffs. And we got to prepare ourselves and kind of start early and get ready for next year. Speaking of, go ahead. How do you evaluate your own season offensively, defensively? What do you what, what do you like? What do you think uh, you need to focus on going into the summer? I think all of it, just to be honest. No matter if it's a career year for me, uh, passing-wise and rebounding and scoring-wise, we didn't win enough games for me to, to say I did enough. So uh, I, I don't like it. I think we can get better at everything. I totally can get better at improving everything. everything. When you look back that November, uh, we started off slow. Do you know, you know why? Do I know why? No, I have no, I just play like horseshit. To be honest, I ain't do well. So I was just wasn't playing well. And then we started having injuries going downhill, but I didn't produce, I didn't play well. Then I came back and had a better year, so no, I don't hold nothing against it. Do you think you, you and Brad, as a backcourt, together y'all supposed to lead the team, go to this next level? Obviously that didn't happen. Is there something missing between you? Is it just that he's not on the court enough or... You guys to be in sync, or do you? How do you feel like where you guys are as a, as a unit because the team is built around the two? Well, I think we had a great place. We do a lot of talking, have a lot of communication together, knowing what it's going to be. If he didn't get hurt, he was on pace to probably be all star. Also, I mean, he's playing that well. We've been a better team. You take just about any team that has a main, a main backcourt, and you take the next guy away from him. You take Clay Thompson away from Steph for about thirty games, it'll probably be a different aspect of what you're seeing as a team. I mean, certain nights I'm going to do what I do. Some nights he's going to lead us in scoring. So we're a big key to our team. And the other guys stepped up and did as best as they could with the time he was gone. But to miss like 30-some games with your next best player, that's kind of tough to get over the hump with. Is there any sense, though, that early in the season when you guys weren't playing well, Whip called you guys soft on multiple occasions? Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of you guys didn't like it, some of you all were okay with it. If you look back at that, how do you feel about it? Did that motivate you guys, or do you think that was a negative? You know, it seems like some guys responded being positive uh, and some not so much. Everybody, everybody's going to take their own opinion, or exception, or whatever somebody say to them. I mean, anytime somebody says something bad about me, I don't be mad at the person. I use it as motivation, even as negative or positive. Uh, I think we was playing soft. You know, we wasn't a team that we was before that's been a feisty team, a, do a dirty team that play hard and play physical. That's not the team you've seen this year. You've seen us play, so... When he came out and said he was telling the honest truth about all of us. How would you describe your relationship with Randy? My relationship is a great relationship. You know, I mean, it's times when, in the past, when they was asking, well, did he want to come back? Do we going to sign him another year? And I was like, yeah, that's definitely the coach I would love to have. You know what I mean? He's been there every year. I've been in the NBA. He's helped me become a better player, improving me as a person, and just how he has been coaching us. We became a better defensive team, made the playoffs because of him. He's been through adversity to playing and coaching a lot when. A lot of players not going to play. A lot of players are playing. So 
he's doing the best he can with the group of guys he has out there. John, of the 77 games that you played, was there ever a time this season where you decided, you thought, man, I need to sit down because I'm not healthy? And if so, why did you not do that? Uh, yeah, it was times when I thought I should have, but um, it was just me, just me wanting to play. Like I said, it was nothing too serious or broke. I can't do nothing and jeopardize another injury worse. I'm going to go out there and compete. And uh, That's the type of player I am. That's the type of person I always have been. And um, it's just been the time where if my knee didn't swell up, I probably would have finished the season out. Uh, it just swelled up so bad that I couldn't play. And it was frustrating because I know we still had an opportunity to get to where we want to go, even though it was a long shot. And um, there's nothing I can do. But, yeah, there's times, there's plenty of times where I wanted to sit out. But I'm like, we have an ultimate goal to try to make the playoffs. And with all the other guys we already had missing games, if I miss it, we're basically not giving ourselves a shot. We're basically just giving the team a win. What do you think your chances are of making the Olympic team this summer? No, nah, I don't talk to nobody. I just uh, prepare myself to be ready to get up there whenever the training camp starts and just go out there and compete and play the best I can. Uh, I know what those certain teams look for. Uh, I know what I can do on the basketball court on both ends of the floor. And my job is just go out there and be John Wall myself. Do you think you have a better shot now that Chris Paul said that he's going to play? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't ever know what the coaches are thinking. You know I mean, sometimes you might think you have a better shot with somebody missing, but it, mean, it might be a better opportunity for somebody else. I don't know. All I can do is control my own destiny. Yeah, yeah. When, when they added Nene a few years ago, one of the first kind of notable moves to bring in a veteran to kind of help you turn this thing around, this could be the last game you play with him. What has he meant to you uh, as a player trying to learn this league over the years? Um, he's been great. He's kind of been it's, it's ups and downs, you know what I mean? Because he's a feisty competitive person. He wants to get his point across. I want to get my point across. But uh, just somebody that came in and gave, me, gave us a physical presence that we needed on the low post that can score, that can pass, that understands the basketball game. Uh, when he's healthy, you know what you're going to get from him. When he's not, it's kind of tough because he tried to play through and fight the way as much as he can. But he's been a great teammate to me. Nothing I have bad to say about him. John, how do you think he did as a leader this year? How do you think he did as a leader this season? Well, it's kind of tough in the situation where I think I did a great job as a leader as much as I could. I mean, with a lot of guys that's on a one-year deal, and uh, in the NBA, you got a lot of guys, you, know, you, you put your foot down, you say what you need to say as a leader. But at the end of the day, if everybody's not held accountable from the starting position down, as a, from the head coach or whoever, from me to the last person on the bench, if we're not held accountable and one person can do something more, no matter what I say as a leader, if, if he's not backing me up or I'm not backing him up, it's not going to work. And I think it was tough because at times, you know, with nine guys coming in, so one of your deals, everybody wanted the last word, everybody wanted the last say so. And, and that's why this is probably the most team we had with the most like flair of little arguments we had throughout games and then moving past it. Defensively, obviously, things fell off from where they've been the last few years. Can you point to any one thing in particular you think fell off and for you, your, your role in why things didn't uh, go as well this year? Oh, well, defensively, it was just tough. We came out, we couldn't guard nobody one-on-one. And then and, um, it was usually a team that take away the paint points first and then go out there and contest the threes later. Uh, for some reason, this season we was giving up layups pretty early. Then we go back to try to protect the paint, and then teams teams was shooting damn near 49, 50 percent from three point line first couple months of the season. So I just think us just being there, committed on both ends. And even though we went to a faster pace, that didn't mean nothing about defensively. But we just couldn't rebound the ball, and we couldn't guard nobody one on one. John, you said in the past you about um, will you have? Um, yeah, I mean, 
people can always say what they want to say. Say we had arguments or shout matches. Shout matches. Uh, it's gonna happen between your two best friends, your coaches. I mean, because I want to be the best I can be. Is is backing him up while I'm on the floor. He's not there. With all the people that's been injured and what's been going on, he did did the best he could. You know, I mean, trying to get this team to find you, trying to get our team to the playoffs. Just put in a tough position where you got a lot of guys coming. That's on one year deal that you're trying to figure out who to put in rotation. And you're having guys that you don't know who's going to play on certain nights. So it's been a tough situation for him. But, I mean, if he can come back, yeah, that's great for us. And, I mean, I know what he meant to me as a coach and meant as a player is helping me improve my game. Oh, yeah, just working on my footwork, post-ups, still improving my shot more. And uh, probably just trying to see what it is to be in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. The uh, last summer, you guys brought back most of the same core. The last few years you have this year, there's only like five or six of you that we know for sure are back. How weird is that to say you're thinking about the next season now? Be like, boy, I don't even exactly. You're kind of a starting lineup, but you kind of don't know what you have beyond that. Um, It's tough. It's a tough situation. Like, I mean, we everybody knew what the game plan was and what everybody our predictions are what we're hoping is going to happen. I mean, so that's the reason why we kind of went into the season going to have nine guys, new new guys on contract. And now we don't got like six, I think. And um, it's a tough situation. There's going to be an opportunity right there to, to add some pieces to the team to help us. If it's guys that played this season and bringing them back, or is it going to get new guys? Whatever it is, no matter what, everybody's got to put in all the hard work and dedication throughout the summer to prepare themselves to be in the best shape and play whatever role the coaches, whoever our coach is, if it's Randy or a new coach, whoever it is, to put him in the best situation and play their role the best way it can be. And that's the only way you're going to come out and be able to compete and win when everybody knows their role and you're just going out there to have fun and play basketball. So on the one hand, you kind of need everything. On the other hand, is there anything in particular you would say this is the type of thing that we need to add this summer? Well, with all the pieces we need, we're going to need a lot. <laughs> we're losing a lot of people, so we're going to have to sit back and wait and see. I know you don't. You said you don't like to yeah. Is this off season different? That you think you have to do more to try to get more help? Do you think you'll change your? No, I think just people watching it, even though we're not the team we wanted to be this year, and just looking at the, the past two years and just seeing the way I play and other guys play, and a lot of people should want to come in and play. I mean, they're gonna get the ball, it's gonna be an opportunity to play fast pace. I'm not a selfish point guard that's gonna get guys involved. So, if you ever make your own shots when you wide open, you can benefit off of. If you can't, you might not need to come. Is there any players on this roster now that don't have contracts for next year that you would like to see come back? It's a lot of players. You know, I mean, I definitely like Jared Dudley a lot. I mean, Garrett Temple's always been a great great teammate, just on and off the court as him as a person. Um, definitely Allen Anderson. I mean, just hoping he can get healthy and spend the summer to be other because the little glimpses and pieces he showed when he was a part of our team, he's a great veteran, bring a different uh, competitor that we need on the defense and an offense end. So, yeah, we just have to sit back and see. Beyond basketball, you got anything planned for the summer? Nah. Nope. Just chilling. Next up is Bradley Beal. My questions to Bradley Beal were, I asked him what he was going to work on this summer, specifically about his game, uh, his personal relationship with Randy Whitman. I could have went fishing a little bit more with that, but I chose not to. I played the safe route. And I also asked him, uh, if it bothered him that he's continually uh, labeled as injury prone. So uh, this is Big Panda, Bow Bow, Bradley, Bill. At the uh, season's over tonight, is, is, what do you look back on is, other than injuries, is why you guys all 
think our our desire, our will to win. I think um, I think we got. I think sometimes we thought we were a little better than what we were. Um, well, at least our record displayed it. You know, we we have the pieces, we have um, the talent um, necessary to be a successful team, but we just couldn't put it together. Um, and it's kind of disappointing because you know we, we come in with high expectations off the last two years, and and uh, and we just couldn't we just couldn't put it together. You know, at the end of the day, um, our defense hurt us. You know, our focus level and our uh, our. Our will to win and our our focus was it, it just wasn't the same as it was previous years. With you and John as a backcourt, I mean, you guys always mention that backcourt uh, is a result this year taking a major. Would you say you take a major step backwards? And if so, is that primarily because you haven't been able to play as much in, in and out, or is there something you think missing in terms of how you guys played as a backcourt this year? Oh. Um. Just a little bit of a little bit of both, you know. It's been it's been a rocky year, you know, in terms of injuries. You know, our offense changing. You know, getting used to playing with new guys on the team and and uh, and adjusting to a few things. You know, we we definitely we both should have had a better year than what we had. You know, we should have carried the team probably um, a little bit better than what we did, um, and we and we both can attest to it. And but as far as us us two together, there's, there wasn't anything really. Unusual, you know, there was no beef or anything like that. It was just we just didn't we didn't play as well as we were supposed to. You know, I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we try to overdo it, especially if one's not playing and the other isn't. Well, other one is, and, and vice versa. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that factor into it. But um, I mean, we it's, overall, there's really no excuse. We both should have uh, had a better year than what we had. When you uh, when you say there's a lack of focus, do you know why? Do you, you have a reason why? I don't know. I, I mean, I wish just I mean, so many things that you can you can you can say it is. You know, always always revert back to it. Just we got too comfortable with who we were. You know, we got too comfortable with with thinking that we we're, we're a really good team. And I don't think we realized that we're a targeted team. You know, we we didn't take it with. Um, I don't think we respected ourselves and gave ourselves enough credit. You know, in terms of how good we are in our approach to the game, I think we we thought it was a little bit too easy. Right. Who's, who's responsible for maintaining that fight that way throughout the season? I mean, everybody. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, everybody, as a, as a man and as a business, as your business, each person has his own has their own business, so to speak. So you know, you have to represent yourself. You have to prepare yourself the right way in order to win games and, and to show up for games. And um, as far as why we couldn't do it. I have no idea, you know, I have there's no excuse for it, you know, it's just we just didn't who's responsible? Everybody. You know, we can we can start from the top and go on down, but you know, at the end of the day, there's not one single person that's that's, that's responsible for it. Right from late November to mid point of December before you got injured, if you look at your minutes, they were extremely high. In fact there was a back to back scenario when we were home here, you played forty minutes. The very next night you guys went to Miami, I think you played forty one played another game, and then you got injured. Was there ever a conversation during that early part of the year between either you, training staff, management coaches, about might want to monitor your minutes because the previous three years you had the same injury? Uh, we have. We talked about it, you know, We, but, you know, the, the injury always comes kind of unexpected. You know, it's, it's you know, you, you never, 
especially me, and I'm, I'm my toughest critic, but I, I love to be on the floor. You know, I would, I'll do whatever it takes to play the most minutes, and and no matter if it's a back-to-back, how many five, four games or five nights, you know, if I have to play 40 minutes, I'll play 40 minutes. You know, that's just that's just my mentality. But, you know, we did have we did have combos about, you know, whether or not our, my minutes needed to be adjusted, you know, and we kind of figured that it needed to be. But at the same time, you know, we just want to win. You know, I just have that, that desire to win, and that's what's most important, you know, and if it – Sometimes it's it's kind of immature, but if it if if I get injured, I get injured. But you know, I just want to win at the end of the day. Um, but at the same time, you know, we 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 try to back off and be smart about it. How much did this season for you? Did you put pressure on yourself because of your pending free agents? Uh, really, it didn't. I, it didn't bother me at all, honestly. You know, it was it was like the first week after. After I didn't sign, like the first week, you know, I kind of thought about it a little bit. But it, it, I would say not one time has it ever affected my game or my performance on the floor. You know, honestly, so sometimes I kind of forget about it. I, I kind of even forget I even, I even went through the process. So, um, you know, now, now it's a different story. But, you know, at that time I didn't, I didn't focus on it. Could you imagine a scenario? I mean, you're going into the uh, offseason, a lot of players are going to become free agents, a lot of new faces. Can you envision a scenario? This all being blown up, do you think it's possible? Meaning, the backcourt, do you think that's possible? Wait, what's that? Could you see changes happening to the level mm-hmm. that you have so many changes with the team? Could you envision a scenario where you and John are not together? I never envisioned that. I never have. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the front office decision is moving forward, or or John's, or or mine for that for that sake. You know, I'm just. I'm I'm here now, you know. That's all I can control, and, and when that time comes, it comes, you know. But at the end of the day, I, I've never I've never pictured that, you know. And if it happens, it'll be it'll be different, you know. You know, um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's business. If it happens, it happens. If not, you know, I, I love to be where I am. What do you envision the team being? Because it's going to get remade. What type of style do you want? Do you have a, a preference of what you like, or what you feel most comfortable with, where you can flourish? Um. I don't know. You know, my biggest thing is it doesn't matter, you know, who's here. Um, <coughs> as long as we just have, we we just understand that our our main goal is to win. You know, that's that's what's most important. It doesn't matter what players we bring in, like who who's here. You know, we we just want at the end of the day to have guys in here who who want to work hard, who want to get better, and who want to win. At the end of the day. Do you uh, plan on changing how you train this summer? Uh, I think so. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of, of different methods. You know, if I want to stick to the routine I've been on, you know, the past couple past couple years, or, or if I want to start lifting more, start lifting less, you know, do more running. You know, I definitely have to change my diet. So there's a lot of things that I need to I need to adjust to. Have you been in conversations with different people about, you know, how that can overcome, you know, this failure or, you know? Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, it's it's crazy because you know I'm kind of like. I'm very unique, you know. Nobody else has this injury but me, so it's kind of hard to to reach out or research anybody else who who has it, you know, and and what they've done for it. So you know, we're kind of it's kind of like I'm a guinea pig, so to speak, and I'm just just testing out things and see if they see if they work or not. But um, you know, I trust the doctors. You know, we've been on good programs every every summer. You know, I haven't haven't had any experiences or any pain or injury during the summer. So uh, I think as far as that, it's kind of it's kind of a it's kind of a fifty fifty thing. Um, but you know, when the season runs around, it's, it's something that I need to 
really adjust to and really think about what, what can help me prevent me from, from that ever occurring again. Brad, because you are an expert in that field, of what you know, what is the first sign that you know that it's getting ready to happen to you? Um, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a cramp. It's like a strong cramp in, in my calf, you know, <coughs> in, in the outside of my calf. And it, it's, it's, it's confusing because you actually think it's a cramp. Sometimes it is, and, and it goes away. Um, but, you know, and sometimes it comes back, and sometimes it never goes away. So, you know, it's just when I feel it, it I definitely, I can definitely distinguish between the, the stress reaction and, and, the, and the cramp. Though. You've dealt with a lot of injuries throughout your career every season. How much does the injury label bother you? It doesn't matter me. It doesn't matter me. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's something that I've I've learned. It used to bother me. You know, but at the end of the day, it's out of my control. It's not like I want to get hurt. You know, it's not like I I don't want to play. You know, so it, it, when people say it, it, it it goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't bother me. If the organization reached out to a free agent, the free agent said to you, "Hey, they reached out. Go there." What would you tell them? Well, we want to win, and that's what's most important. You know, if I feel as though it's somebody who can help us out a lot, you know, I'm definitely I'm going to sell us to the fullest extent. You know, we, we have the best system. We have the best coaches. We have a great group of guys in which we do. You know, it's, it's not going to be any any lies or anything like that told to them. You know, I'm just going to tell them how, how thirsty we are and how excited and, and pumped we are to, to be able to make this playoff run and, and, and to, to win a championship here. What has been your relationship with Coach Randy? That's been great. You know, he's, I can always relate to him because he played shooting guard. So, you know, it was, it was kind of easy for me um, in terms of, of having a relationship with him. You know, he, but he was also somebody who, he was never afraid to, 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 to jump on me, you know, when, when I wasn't playing well. He always wanted what's best for me. He always pushed me to, to be, the best, um, be the best player that I can possibly be, you know, still to this day. And, you know, he, he never, he, he's all. He's always about winning. He's 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 definitely he definitely cares for us and and uh, he loves his, he loves his player. My relationship with him was was, was great. You're uh, you're, you're restricted. Um, but uh -huh. do, you, do you plan on seeing what's out there instead of, or do you want to get locked up? Um, if I can be here, you know, I want to be here. Um, you know, I. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going into right now. So it's kind of like choosing the, like choosing colleges again, so to speak. But you know, I'm I'm happy where I am. You know, hopefully if our terms we can agree to each other this summer, then we can get it done. But if not, you know, it, it's it's a business at the end of the day. If you do come back next year, like you assume, um, how much of a leadership role do you see yourself taking with this? Oh, huge! You know, I have I have no choice. You know, and it, it has to continue to get better. You know, this this team I've I've been here four years, going on five, um, and I'm kind of a corner piece to it. So you know, I have to have to step up, accept that responsibility, accept the weight of the team, and and, and I'll definitely be more mature and and more willing to uh, accept their role. You, you said before the season you wanted a, the whole mid-range jumper thing, and you said it was a how do you think you did that, you know, shot selection, how do you think that went? I think it was pretty well, you know, it, it kind of, I think later on towards the year I started shooting a little bit more of them, um, kind of just taking what the defense gave me, um, but, you know, I think I did, I think I did all right, you know, I just, I still want to try to get rid of them of them as much as possible, though. What would you like to improve on this summer? Everything, ball handling, my, my defense, 
Um, my defense definitely needs to improve, and, and just uh, my efficiency on the floor. You know, that's the that's one of the biggest things I worry. I really want to improve on my free throw percentage, my my shooting percentage, three point percentage, everything. So, um, just the analytics of the game. Hopefully, yeah. all can improve. Thank As you. you sit here now, how does your body feel? I feel good. You know, I'm still a little, you know, a little banged up with my pelvis, but you know, it's. Uh, I would say going into the off season of, of all my previous years is probably the most healthy I've, I've, I've been. You know, that's 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 a good sign for me. That's a good sign of relief, so to speak. So, you know, I just want to, as much as I can, just go into this off season healthy and, and just stay that way. Hopefully, for the rest of my career. This is still kind of dragging out from your fall. Yeah, yeah. Got to learn how to land too in off season. <laughs> Welcome back. That it was John and Bradley. Discussing this disappointing season, uh, their off season ahead. Uh, you'll probably not hear from either of them uh, until possibly until Bradley signs his contract extension and John maybe at the Olympic team, and then after that, probably not till media day. So uh, the next plan here coming up on the Pixel Row show coming up is to discuss the coaching candidates. Obviously, what's going on? There's Reports now that Scott Brooks looks like the leading uh, contender for the job. By the end of the week, he might even have it. Uh, there's a lot of other rumored names out there, so I'm going to have some people on. We're going to discuss that all, uh, some pros and cons and maybe of each one and ones I prefer and, and what kind of style I think this team can be because it's going to be a big, busy summer of offseason. So stay with me. I think you'll enjoy some of the interviews i got coming up. And for Randy Women, who is from Indiana, I decided to play some uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. So uh, enjoy. And as always, go Wiz. Whitman out.
Oh, oh, oh. 